This is Mark Kermode. Welcome to BAFTA Podcasts. Okay. My name's John Hayes. Uh, I'm a, a writer, and one of the things that I'm interested in is making horror archetypes relevant for a young, modern, urban audience. Uh, and essentially, the project I've come to talk to you about is called Dog Boys. And it is, to put it very simply, a werewolf on a council estate. Got them going. It's not a comedy, but thank you. I'll take that one. One of the things, I grew up on a council estate, and one of the things that I remember always, and I see it constantly, is dogs. Everyone on a council estate has a dog. Everyone has a pit bull or a staff or a Rottweiler or something like that, and it drives me completely crazy looking at people with these fighting dogs. I've seen people be attacked by them. I've seen people in the park get chased down by them, and I know people, unfortunately, that have used them as a weapon, and it terrifies me. So the story is about an ex-gang leader called Marcus who returns to the council estate that he once ruled, a reformed character, or so he thinks. When he comes back, he has only two things in his mind that he wants to do, which is reconnect with his ex-girlfriend and actually somehow come to peace with the world that he was once a part of. She doesn't believe him when he returns, but she still loves him. So in order to prove to her that he really is changed character, he goes to find the gang leader who's taken over from him and say to him, I no longer want any part of this world. I am no threat. But the gang leader, Tyrone, doesn't believe this, chases him down, puts the dogs on him, and he's ripped to pieces. He wakes up in hospital, drifting in and out of consciousness, and he hallucinates that he's being chased by something, some horrible creature through the concrete spires of this estate, something that's hunting him down, something that feels or looks like a pit bull, something huge and terrifying. And he makes a pact with it. He says to it, if I live, and it eats his heart. He wakes up in the hospital, a changed man. He goes to the bathroom, stumbles in, and in the bathroom, he's overcome with pain. Something inside him is trying to fight its way out, screaming in agony. He falls to the ground, and that's where he's found. No one can see what's happened to him, but he feels that something inside him has changed. A month later, he's taken from the hospital. He goes back to the estate. His girlfriend, Alicia, comes to pick him up. And they say to him in the hospital, you can't go back there. You can't go back to this place. But they have nowhere else to go. The council won't rehouse them. They're not priority. So back they go. And things get worse. He's haunted by this thing inside him. He goes out into the streets. He feels it moving inside him. Alicia becomes terrified. She talks to the police. She says to them, you've got to get us away from here. And they say, if you get this man to turn on the people that have done this to him, then, then we'll do something, but not until then. But he won't. It's against everything that he believes. He can't go to these people. One night, as he's prowling the estate, she's away. Once again, he comes face to face with the gang. They chase him. They chase him into a tower block. He's trapped in a rubbish chute, trying to get away. And in that rubbish chute, they begin to drop flaming pieces of rubbish down on him. They want to set him on fire. This is a punishment. And that's when he changes. Whatever comes out of that chute wasn't the same person that went in. It's not quite a werewolf. It's a pit bull, something horrible, somewhere between a man and something else. And it hunts that night. And it hunts the gang down. He wakes up terrified at what he's become, the fragmentary memory of everything. But he can't turn back from where he is. Alicia becomes terrified of the person that she sees him becoming once again, a violent man. 
That night, Tyrone, his gang completely and totally disarrayed, firebombs the flat where they live. It's a warning. And Alicia wakes to find Marcus transformed in front of her, this terrifying creature. She's horrified at what he's become, and he chases down Tyrone. How am I doing for time, David? You're on four and a half minutes. Oh, I better shut up then. No, go on, get to the end of the third act. <laughs> okay. So he chases down Tyrone, and essentially what happens at the end is that Alicia's left with a choice. Does she turn on this guy? Does she kill him? Does she end what he's become? Or does she accept him? Does she say, this is who you are? In the end, she accepts him. The market for it, I think it's quite clear, young urban audience, people like ill manners, adulthood, something like that. The budget level, I would think, dependent on the director, is somewhere around three million pounds. The key production challenges, well, obviously, you're talking about a werewolf. So in any werewolf film, you need to have a transformation. Uh, that's always a production challenge. I've seen very few that are any good. Um, so really, that's the project. That's the key production challenge. Um, and that's what I came to talk to you about. Thank you. Uh, Will, would you like to start? Yeah, Yeah, sure. Um, I, I want to talk firstly about the, the form of the pitch and then the content very quickly afterwards. I thought, you, I thought the form of the pitch was, was very good. You were extremely clear and the way that you structured the pitch was excellent. I, I, I think you, what you did very well and what I would encourage all pitches to do is to kind of set out your stall and orient your panel or your audience, which you did very, very quickly with not only the genre but the kind of film that you're very interested in making as a filmmaker or, as a, or writing as a writer. And then you said you, you don't just want to make a genre film, you, want to, you kind of want to add an element of twist and, 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 and you told us about some personal experiences as to why you wanted to... You, this project means something to you and how it possibly says something about society or, or, or seeks to reflect that. And so, so, I, so I was engaged from that perspective. I think you've got a kind of solid proposition to the extent that we know that horror does very well with the audiences that you're trying to target. It, it, it's extremely pitchable werewolf on a council estate. It's like aliens on a council estate, which makes me think of something like Attack the Block, for example. And it, and it kind of immediately gives us an indication of what we're in for. I think, uh, I think that the producers and commissioners... Um, on the panel probably be in a better position than I am to talk about whether it's appropriate for you to be discussing budget and production for, for a story pitch, but I, I, I didn't know if this is an entirely a story pitch. In terms of the story itself, I, thought, I think it, it kind of starts very well. It hits the kind of regular beats that you would expect. I got a little bit lost uh, between the first hospital visit and the second hospital visit. I was kind of thinking, oh, this is the spider bite moment when he's feverish at night and he comes out transformed, but he seems to go into hospital and then again into hospital. And slightly lost when the police were suggesting that he had to go and attack the rival gang in order for them to do anything. So I just got a little bit murky around there. And also, it feels to me that towards perhaps the, the, the end of the second act, uh, there's, there's a real climax missing for me at, at the moment. So the, I, I, the second act's always difficult, but I think you, you've set up your story very well, but I felt it kind of needs to keep punching above its weight consistently through to its conclusion. But, but by and large, I thought it was a very good pitch. Thanks very much. Jamie? Yeah, I should probably start by declaring a conflict of interest. I was at film school with John, so I know he's very good and very talented. Um, by the way, the panel knew that before I started, but Jamie didn't know I was going to be pitching today. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was an excellent pitch. I was really impressed that you reeled off that whole story without any notes. I thought it was really clear. I think horror is quite a saturated genre at the moment. It's very 
we're getting a lot of sort of horror pitches. I think the one thing that you need to understand with the horror, which I think your pitch did very successfully, is that balance between a real world fear and a supernatural fear. So I could see that story working very well in the sense of dogs on a council estate, as you were talking about, and that terrifying atmosphere and that idea of someone who's trying to reform but has got some violence within him. And I think it works very well on that level of that being embodied as a monster, which the best horror films tend to do. The, the monster is kind of incidental to the story. And I think it worked on that level. For a film like that, set on a council estate, urban film, I think its success will rely very heavily on the authenticity, on the realism of the dialogue, on the believability of those characters, I think. Particularly when you're doing a genre film, there's nothing worse than being patronising about it, which you weren't at all in your pitch, but it's quite a delicate thing to do, to set a film on a council estate with believable characters and keep up that sort of urban realism and that heightened horror tone. So it's a difficult balance project, but I thought it was a really, a really strong pitch and a really interesting idea, but it'll need quite a lot behind it for it to stand out. Thank you. Steve? Is it all right for us not to necessarily agree? Oh, I'd um, love you to not ourselves. agree. No, 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 um, I thought that showed us all the advantages and disadvantages of having a writer pitch. You absolutely had me up to the point where he first went to hospital. And from then on, I was wondering if I could get away for a coffee. So <laughs> I think your opening of the pitch was terrific. You, you were, I was clear what genre you were in. I was clear what audience you were pitching at. And I kind of really liked the idea of the you know, the urban dogs and all that, and the council estate. I absolutely had it from there. I actually didn't want to know how the rest of the film went, actually, at that point. I think you should have stopped telling the story then. I think you should have gone from there, say, that's the setup, and this is the movie. Why do I want to watch this movie? So I would have, I would have gone through the opening of your pitch, which I thought was great, and then I would have talked about the movie, not the story, personally. But I thought it was really good, and I'm really interested in it, so... Thank you very much. Thanks very much. I'd, I'd echo what everybody else said. I thought that was a really great pitch, really, really interesting, and I loved the setup at the start. The dogs, where, where dogs on council estate is, is a really compelling idea. Um, the way I work at Channel 4, I generally like to come in at the start of an idea early days. I mean, obviously, this is not a genuine pitching format. It's, it's not, nor, not nearly this formal. But what I would hope for is, is yeah, probably about the first part of a story and what my hope would be to then work on developing that story with you in some way. So I wouldn't be expecting you to come in with a fully fleshed out story of exactly what happens, but I think the main theme, the the setup as you did was was wonderful and then sort of themes of trying to reintegrate, of of redemption, revenge uh, and all that kind of thing and tapping into some very, very real urban fears. With my multi-platform head-on, horror is, is really, really popular it's a, as, as a genre. There, there's a very big market there. I wondered whether you'd considered any other formats other than just a film. We hadn't talked about sort of duration of film or whether it's something that would be, you know, could be something that is released online, could be released episodically and all that. Those, those are things that we would just explore as a conversation. But I think they're interesting things to have had thoughts about before you came to meet someone like me. Thanks very much. Wendy? Um, it's always mean being last. I know. I'll start, I'll start this end next time, and we'll go that way. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, I I enjoyed the pitch, and I think, I, but I, I do agree um, with Stephen that I think you know I was really really interested in this at the beginning, and I loved your you know your logline for this, and I thought, oh, that's that's I can see that, and but I did also sort of start to lose interest a bit um, during the story, and I think I think the main reason why 
I started to lose interest a bit was that I don't, even by the end of it, I don't think I had a really sort of strong idea who our central character is. I mean, you're saying that he's come back, he's reformed, but where has he come back from and why is he reformed? Has he come out of prison? Has he come out from a, you know, spending three years travelling around the world? I don't know. And I think I, I want to know much more about who this guy is and why we want to root for him, why he's changed, and actually he could be... We're all assuming here that he's come back because he you know, wants to stop being violent, etc., etc., et but who knows? I, I didn't, so I felt I wanted to know a lot more about him. One thing which you did which I thought was great, which was saying that, that you're writing about a world which you know about, um, as uh, Jamie said earlier on about making sure that you can, you can give this a degree of, of truth to it, I think it was great that you said that you know this world, so you are therefore entitled to write about it but I also I wanted to just get a little bit more of a sense of the wider world of this story so you know this this is set on a council estate but what are the problems of this council estate who are the gang who run it and I think you kind of missed a trick here with the whole gang thing because once you've got gangs of people you've also got gangs of dogs and so I felt that there was probably something more to know about that and because we were very much concentrated on this one man and his experience of being a werewolf but are all the other dogs like this? I don't know. I felt that there are a few things that it would have been, I'd like to have known more about. But mainly for me, it was just who is the protagonist? Where has he come from? Why is it such a huge thing that he is the one who gets, you know, why is he chosen? Thanks very much.